Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not nice. Learn what our insiders know. Yeah. About your home teams, Sports 1280, New Orleans. Yeah, my side girl got a five ass with the screen crack. All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy show rolling on on a Thursday here on Sports 1280. Got a whole lot of stuff going on right now. It's a good time at sports in the Crescent City. We've got the Saints schedule, parts of that leaking out. It'll be officially released tonight, and then course later tonight eight o'clock over at smoothie king center first pels home game home playoff game in a while as the pels look to extend their lead in this series against the portland trailblazers and join us now live from portland is our buddy chad doing from rip city radio chad how is the city of portland feeling on this thursday first off and number two i would say that the city is in full grip mode right now stunned uh, they, they, they're not sure what's going on. They can't figure out what's wrong with Dame. And most importantly, for the first time ever in franchise history, they have dropped the first two games of a playoff series at home. Stunned. <laughs> it's, it was unbelievable. I mean, look, you, you said, uh, before the, before the series began, how scared you guys were of Drew Holiday and hit the potential for him to go off. I mean, he was an absolute monster in game two the other night. Gosh. He is um, Dame's dad right now. He's CJ's dad. <laughs> he owns the Blazers. I mean, he's having a great series, and uh, my worst fears are, are uh, coming true. I knew going into this series he played his best basketball against Portland, but I think he's taking this matchup against Dame personally, and a lot of people don't get to see Holiday play night in and night out because he's with the Pelicans, and they're not on TV like the other teams are, but he's a sensational player, and he's also a, he's strong. He's, he's thickly muscled through the chest area. He, he can absorb contact, and he's quick, and he's great on both ends, and he's just giving the Blazers fits. I, in that game, too, what made him so remarkable, aside from the defense that's suffocating, he got through the Blazers' first line of defense every time on the offensive end of the floor and got right to the spot where he wanted and was able to get a lot of easy shots. I mean, it was just amazing to see him at work. Uh, he, 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 uh, he was sensational, and um, his play has been terrific, but he's tough. He's a great guy. Um, he's very insightful, and he's absolutely killing the Blazers right now. You know, it felt like early on, especially at halftime, they, they kind of built up a little bit of a lead, and the Pels were able to cut into it. What should have been, what, an eight- or nine-point lead at halftime ended up only being five, but it still felt like Portland had all the momentum in the world. And then that third quarter starts, and my goodness, Portland just couldn't buy a basket uh, what changed? I mean, it felt like in that first half they were starting to knock down their shots. Mo Harkless was making some shots. Like it really felt like the offense was starting to roll. And then that third quarter, man, they just they made it real tough on themselves. 
Yeah, I thought the Blazers got sloppy. Um, I thought the Pels' defense uh, was sensational in that third quarter, and Portland missed a lot of shots too. But I think the big change in that second half, uh, the Pelicans out-rebounded the Blazers 22-15, to and uh, rebounding was one of the big keys going into the series for me because, you know, the Pels, you know, they, they run a, a terrific pace, and you want to try and keep their, their point total down. So I knew they had to rebound well to control tempo, uh, but the Pelicans uh, were able to get a lot of offensive rebounds. They were aggressive on the glass in the second half I think that changed it and then you know I think what we're finding out you know like a lot of playoff series do they they highlight your weaknesses at times and the Blazers still to this day they're too reliant upon Dame and CJ to make shots and when they don't uh, the rest of the offense bogs down because they don't have a lot of other guys who are automatic like Dame and CJ Um, we have a lot of spare parts we have a lot of guys who are clowns on the bench and when you when you don't have guys that can consistently uh, fill it up from the outside, there's going to be problems. The Blazers under Terry Stotts are an equal opportunity three-point shooting team, meaning they move the basketball, they move bodies, and if you have an open three, they want you to take it, but they don't have a lot of good shooters uh, outside of Damon CJ who can consistently make that shot. That's why you see Alvin Gentry daring Evan Turner, Bum, and Al Camino wildly inconsistent to shoot open shots because they don't think they can beat them, and he's right. Talking with Chad doing Rip City Radio over there in Portland. Um, it just seems like Chad looking at looking at the 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 matchup on paper. I mean, coming to New Orleans now, New Orleans grabs all the momentum uh, up to nothing in the series. But it's interesting here. Some of the players talk. I mean, this thing could change very quickly if Portland comes in, making some shots, and steals this one tonight. The it suddenly is back to being a competitive series again. And so the Pelicans, knowing that, I mean, they got to come out and still play their game and play like they did in Game One and Two. But we've seen in the past. I mean, sometimes you get a little cocky and a little too confident in yourself and you come out and miss some shots tonight and Portland comes in as the hungrier team you know they could absolutely come in and steal this one tonight right yeah no there's no doubt um the advantage for Portland I think they know that they don't need to win both games uh in New Orleans three and four they just need one so they can get back home for a game five and you know they've got a chance there in game six to even up the series I, I think tonight's the key if uh, what my fear is tonight is that Portland plays well for like three and a half quarters and then they peter out and lose this game and then you get blown out in game four uh, on Saturday. They've got to win tonight, but these series can change in a hurry. And I, and I think that's the advantage for Portland now. I think now that they've you know gotten their face kicked in a couple of games, I think the pressure's off of them now. I think the, uh, the pressure now shifts to New Orleans. And if they relax a little bit going home, um, you know, that'll give Portland a chance to make some shots. But I think the key for Portland tonight, you know, it's amazing. They're, they're getting about 12 more three-point attempts per game through the first two games of the series, but yet they only have four more makes uh, than the Pelicans, who uh, were lights out from downtown in game two. They've got to make some threes tonight. And then, of course, um, Damian Lillard, uh, you know, if you want to be an MVP candidate and you want to be considered one of the best point guards uh, in the NBA, you cannot no-show in a playoff series and get swept out. So it's going to be critical for Dame, uh, or as we call it here in Portland, Lillard time. It's going to be critical for Dame to get going tonight. I just don't know if he can because he's facing pressure that he's never seen before, and Holiday and Rondo are a unique pairing in the backcourt. But to your point, you said this before the series, Chris, and and I think uh, we'll see it again tonight. These two teams play each other close. We knew a lot of games in this series were going to be close, and I don't see any reason to see why tonight won't be the same way. It's going to come down to three or four possessions that are probably going to determine the outcome of the game. What did you think of uh, how the the foul calls were called in Game 2? Because I thought it was a little similar to Game 
to game one. They were letting them play for a while. Then there was a stretch where they got really ticky-tacky, calling every little foul. And it was like, all right, just let them play. Uh, but what did you make of some of the foul calls? Because, I mean, obviously the Portland crowd was booing just about every foul call the, the Pels got, which happens in, in the postseason. But did you feel like it was uh, officiated fairly? No, but this is the way I look at NBA officiating, Chris. I think it's absolute garbage. And I think it's it's so amazing to me how it can be so different from game to game and the inconsistency that exists. I, I just prepare myself every game thinking and knowing that the officiating is going to be off because it normally is, so that way I don't get frustrated about it. Um, I don't use officiating as an excuse, um, but the, it, it, you would think at some point it has to improve, but it, it just doesn't. And, and it, it amazes me that these guys can go out there uh, with all their problems, make a bunch of bad calls, and uh, have a major impact on the game, but heaven forbid you criticize them for doing a bad job or, you know, that you can't ask them questions or even, you know, uh, criticize the officiating. I hate that. It, it drives me crazy, but that's the way the NBA is. The officiating's poor, and I think it's been inconsistent through the first two games, especially in playoff basketball. I mean, at, at the very least, let the guys bang a little bit. You know, don't be so ticky-tack on the contact. Uh, these are two teams that are getting after each other. Let there be a little more contact. That's what I would like, but, but most importantly, if you're going to call a game a certain way from the start, make sure you're doing it the same in the first half as you are in the second, you know, much like an umpire who all of a sudden, uh, you know, in the uh, sixth inning, the strike uh, zone starts to change. It's like, no, moron, you've been calling it that way the whole game. Why are you changing it up on me? So that, that's all I want. Just give me some consistency. But, you know, it's the NBA, and the officiating normally sucks, and so I would expect tonight uh, both teams to get bad calls because these guys clearly don't know what the flip they're doing out there. It's, a, it's very annoying. Thursday night, if you had taken a garbage bag full of $17 million and set it on fire, you might may have gotten better production out of that than from Evan Turner. What did you oh make of gosh. him? 0 for 6 in game two. My goodness. He's just a pile of crap. I, you know, and I, I hate to bag on my team because I, I love the Blazers, but Evan Turner is a disaster. When he got that contract a couple of years ago, when you know there, there was that influx in uh, cash and teams were spinning out of control, I mean, like everyone was getting big money, but but everyone around the league raised their eyebrows at Evan Turner getting a mad <laughs> bucket of cash, and it's like this is why. Because here's what I don't understand: like the Blazers shoot a ton of threes. That's part of their offense. Like I just told you. But Evan Turner can't shoot a three. You seen that form? It's worse than Teen Wolf behind the three-point line. Uh, he's supposed to be a facilitator, but the guy turns it over a lot. And don't and don't forget, he was the guy at the end of game one who won. Decided it was a good idea to try and hit Myers freaking Leonard on a dive to the rim when you're down by three because he he, he lost his train of thought. And then on the inbound, after they're lucky to get it back in the first place, he decides of all places to go to the other pale blazer, Pat Connaughton, who in back-to-back games was, you know, totally snuffed out by Drew Holiday. It's like, Evan Turner, what are you doing? It's like, this is why we don't like you, because you come in, you make $17 million, and you've been a total disaster ever since you put on the uh, pinwheel. It, it just sucks. And, and the problem is, he, he's not good enough. No one's going to want him, and so we're stuck with that for another couple of years. So, yeah, it's wonderful to have Evan Turner making $17 million coming off the bench and giving us a whopping zero in game two. Unbelievable. One guy who could be a difference maker. I mean, he had four threes the other night, and he's been. It feels like he's been hitting the the three. This might what maybe his best year shooting the three. Yeah. Uh, from deep is Al Farouk Aminu. What uh, I mean, him coming back to New Orleans where he used to play, maybe he feels comfortable tonight. But I thought he's been really good as of late shooting the th- shooting those threes. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a better year. Um, 
the, the difficult part with Amino is that he'll have a game where he'll go four for six like he did the other night, and then he'll follow that up with a two for ten outing, which is unfortunate. But they need his three-point shooting because the Pelicans are begging him to fire away from downtown. But the one thing about Chief and the reason why I don't – the reason why I, I appreciate him much more than Evan Turner is that, you know, he's on a bargain contract. And when he's not making threes, the one thing that he does, he peppers the stat sheet. He had double-digit rebounds, double-double in game two, and then he played some good defense. He's, uh, you know, uh, having to spend a lot of time on, you know, Anthony Davis. So Al Camino is kind of that utility uh, player, that Swiss Army knife for the Blazers. He does a little bit of everything, uh, and when he's making the three, it's that much better. Now, I would prefer – I could go the rest of my life and never see that guy dribble again. He's got the worst handle in the league, and he's if you pass it to Amino on the break, he's guaranteed to turn it over. But defense, rebounding, um, uh, and uh, the occasional three-point shot, he's been better this year, which is nice. They'll need more of that tonight to try and open up that floor and give Dane more room to work with. He is Chad doing Rip City Radio over there in Portland. So, Chad, uh, any predictions for tonight? Do you think Portland comes in and steals this one? Um, no, no. I, uh, you know, I think the series ended in game two. I, I hope I'm wrong on this, but I think this is how it's going to go down. Portland will come out and they're going to play great basketball and lead almost the entire game. And then midway through the fourth quarter, they're going to peter out and they're going to lose by a couple of points. And then, uh, Saturday, they're going to get trounced in game four and get swept. That's what I think is going to happen, I hope I'm wrong. I do think Portland's got a chance to uh, get the game tonight. But based on what I've seen with the struggles of Dame and the way that Rondo and Holiday have been Ding him up and with the play of Anthony Davis, I mean, like Yusuf Nurkic has been a great player for Portland most of the year, but he's relatively ineffective in this series because Anthony Davis is just a problem. So I just don't know. A lot of issues to solve in just one day's time. I just don't know if it's enough time for Portland to be able to come out there tonight and get the win. I think they'll play well, but man, I got to give the I tip the cap to New Orleans. They are balling their backside off right now, and I'm impressed. If nothing else, it has been an entertaining series to say the least. Chad, uh, he's Chad doing Rip City Radio over there in Portland. Chad, thanks for the time. I really appreciate you, it. You got, you got any more salt you want to pour into my wounds right now before I go, Chris? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, New, I mean, New Orleans making <laughs> another super- bro. All right, thanks, Chad. Appreciate it, man. Chad doing there, Portland, uh, Rip City Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.